we've been working our way verse by verse through the Gospel of John. We're actually uh, taking a break from that today uh, because we have uh, Daniel, Daniel, Dana and Cheryl. They're two different names, actually. Uh, Dana and Cheryl Easterling are here with us. And uh, many of you know we're part of a global family of churches called Regions Beyond which is maybe 150 to 200 churches right around the world on all six inhabited continents. And it's a joy to be a part of that. In the United States, there's only, what do we have, five or six regions beyond churches here. And uh, there's two here in Spokane. There's a couple in Montana. And then there's one uh, out in Squim on the Olympic Peninsula. And Dana and Cheryl, who are two different people, uh, lead that church, uh, Regions Beyond Church and the Olympic Peninsula, and they made the long drive out here on Friday so that they could lead uh, what was an all-day prophetic, prophetic training here in the building yesterday, which was amazing, and they've stuck around today, and uh, Dana's going to uh, lead us in some, some cool stuff this morning. So we're excited to have them. They have been in ministry for uh, 30 years and done a number of different, leading different churches and church plants. And so it's really uh, a blessing for us to have them here this morning. Um, so let's give it up for Dana. Amen. It's really a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having us. I had such a good time yesterday. The prophetic class uh, is six hours. And uh, at the end of the class, basically we were tired, and so we went back and uh, rested. But my gosh, it was good yesterday. Those of you who were here, we had a good time, didn't we? I heard, heard a couple in here. Yeah, yeah, but it was a real blessing. Lots of fun. Um, real, really a privilege to share the Word with you today. Um, a little bit, just kind of a little bit about us. Me and Cheryl, uh, we've been married 37 years. We have four adult children and five grandchildren. Uh, we planted a church in Squim, Washington five years ago. And uh, really, just God's been doing a lot. We feel so fortunate, you know, that, that God would use any of us as a privilege. I mean, it's just, I still don't know why He uses me at all. <laughs> you know, and the longer I do what I do and walk with Him, the less I feel uh, that I should even be doing this. And you may think that's strange, but no, you know, He, every good thing in us came from Him. You know, so anything I've ever done that, that amounted to anything was Jesus. So, it's a real privilege to be here, though. Uh, we have somebody covering the service back at home, and uh, I can't wait. I'm, next week, I'm going to be back home, and I'm going to be loaded. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to get back there and preach. I love preaching and teaching. It's one of my most favorite things. Um, so anyway, we're going to jump into the Word today. And so I guess somebody's operating the PowerPoint for me. Okay, back there. You got it? Okay. So what do you want me to do? Will you give you a thumbs up, a hand? Okay. Okay. Very good. So today, we're going to be looking at a message. It's going to, we're going to have a communion service. All right, so the entire service is going to be built around communion. At the end, we will, we will share communion together. Okay. So here we go. We're going to be jumping into what are you remembering? What are you remembering? It's a big deal. And so as we, as we get into communion service today, the truth is, is communion means sharing. That's, the word itself means sharing. And so right here, communion means sharing. Sharing our gratitude with Jesus and receiving the benefits He shared with us. See, um, please remember, guys, we're not, we're not celebrating the great I was. You know, he, he is. And He am here today. Not proper English, but biblically sound. He am here today. 
And so we are, we're celebrating Jesus. We're remembering what He did, but not just what He did then. We're remembering the provision that, that what He did made for us. That's a huge thing. And so we're going to begin, we're going to kind of dissect things a little bit. So let's begin where Paul actually tells us to begin with our communion experience. And so we'll look at 1 Corinthians 11, 28 through 30. And it's, the Bible says, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you, and it's talking to believers there, that's why many among you are weak and sick and a number of you fall asleep. All right, and for years, me and Cheryl, like long ago, we were part of a mainline denominational church. And the communion experience was kind of the, the bread and the, and the juice or the bread and the wine, which is kind of lumped into one, one quick experience. And the thing is, is it's okay to eat it. You can do the, the bread and the juice together. It doesn't matter about that. But the fact is, it was just everything related to salvation. There was no other provision connected with the body and the blood. It's just, hey, thank Jesus for saving our soul. And that was our communion. Communion is bigger than that. It's more than that. Jesus died for our salvation, but He died for everything else we would ever need. It's a big deal. So praise God for that. But, so we need to actually think about it when we're having communion. The, his body, the bread represents, that provided a whole lot of stuff we needed. And His blood provided the salvation, the restoration, the family dynamic we, we longed for. All that was by the blood. So it's kind of fun. So we're going to break this down some. So the Bible says we're to examine ourselves and make sure we're dis dis discerning, literally distinguishing, means separating between the provision of the body and the provision of the blood. All right, so we're going to keep going. This is fun. Uh, so the Bible, when it tells us to separate before we eat the bread and drink, drink the cup, we, we need to understand that um, we need to see what He provided in order to receive what He provided. You know, if you, if you just kind of group it all into one thing, um, yeah, you're going to enjoy your communion. It's going to be a good time. But you're not going to be able to really say, okay, this is what I provided and this is what I need. And so when you take it, you receive what you need. It's pretty simple. Um, but let's talk about really quick where it says that many have been weak, many are weak and sick, and a number have fallen asleep. When you really look at this, and unfortunately I've had to start using glasses more now, I held out as long as I could. That's why I actually have 18 font on my... <laughs> Well, I've been, I've been stretching as long as I can. But as of about a week, I was like, all right, I'm going to have to start doing more of this. So you didn't need to hear that, but it's kind of, you know, put it this way, when you're navigating, it's, it's real. <laughs> but actually where it says weak here, it means without, without vigor, living in a state of weakness. That's not good. Being depleted. You know any Christians who walk around being depleted a lot? Yeah, I've had seasons of being depleted and feeling weak and tired. And it happens to all of us. I'm not saying that's a, a, a result of doing, doing the communion wrong. It happens. But understanding that the proper way to take communion can actually help us with that. It can help us not deal with that as much. All right? And so a lack of necessary resources. And sick means a persistent illness. Literally one that will not leave. And falling asleep means they passed away. Their, their body said, I'm done. <laughs> and their spirit goes to be with the Lord. But see, that's some of the results of not separating God's Jesus' body from His blood. So, it's a big deal to separate it. And now, let me just throw something in here, okay? I wish that when we, when we trusted Jesus, when we came to the cross, I wish that at that moment, we only experienced perfect health after that. But that is not true. Right? I want to be clear. All of us get sick. All of us deal with different things. Some people have diseases, Christians and non-Christians. I mean, we live in a fallen world. 
I mean, stuff happens to everybody. I'm not preaching health, wealth, and happiness after the cross only. All right? That's not true. That's not biblical. All right? But for Christians, after we trust Christ, guess what? He will supply all of our needs. He'll take care of us. He'll provide for us. He will make sure that we don't die one minute soon. Okay? He will fulfill our days, the Bible says. So I'm just trying to help us to kind of, I guess, make sure we're making the most of this, this stretch we've got. We've got a certain amount of time. Let's make the most of it. And, uh, you know, for years I struggled with the communion experience. I really did. I struggled with it. And then I just kept praying and praying and seeing God over a period of years. And He just started helping me to understand more fully what, you know, what the benefits are. And from that time, we, we've actually, at the church we're in and even other groups, as we started doing the separation, kind of separating and receiving, we've seen a lot of people healed in the services. Like a lot of people have been miraculously healed. And it isn't because, you know, me or anybody else went and laid hands on them. They just got, you know, the truth set them free. They understood what the Bible said. And they said, they said all right, Jesus, I believe you. And bam, they're healed sitting there. And then here comes the testimonies. I love that. You know, my heart, seriously, I don't mind praying for people. But the longer I do what I do, I want to see them connect with the Lord their God and get their provision and tell me about it. You know, I don't want people looking to me for their provision. You know, you know what, what I'm talking about. Hey, point, keep pointing them to Jesus. Hey, he's got it, he's got it, he's got it. So praise God. So we're going to look at, at a little bit of more on the line of, uh, of what Jesus provided. So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. Yeah, and this is Paul. He says, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks for it. It's thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and said, this is my body, which, was, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In verse 25, in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant, the new agreement between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time, and I need every time, even today, every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until He comes again. And you see, I underlined some things in here. Remembrance is a really big deal. Because remembrance, it actually means right here, it means to deliberately, purposefully remember so that we can more fully receive and enjoy the benefits provided. Isn't that neat? So like I said, we're not just remembering what He did and, and His suffering and all that. We're remembering what He did. We're also remembering why He did it and what it provided for us. Isn't that cool? So when you remember, you're remembering, hey, hallelujah. That's available to me today because of what you paid, Jesus. I can have it now because of what you paid, Jesus. Isn't that good news? Praise God. That's, that's exciting. But it's a now moment. Our God's a now God. Right? And so it's now remembering and now experiencing His benefits. And you know, I, for, me, for me and even the group at, at the Gateway where I pastor, um, we actually really believe that communion is, is a now moment to remember everything it costs Jesus but also the reason He paid it and the provision we can have. And I know I said that, but I want to touch it again. And so right now, basically we need to receive what, he, what His provision was. And it really because in Christ, in 2 Peter, okay. <laughs> thank you, um, because His divine powers granted us all things. Now think about what you need today. Does all things include what you need? Is there anything left out of all things? 
Yeah, I hear some laughter. Yeah, it's kind of funny. That means everything. So whatever you need in your life, guess what? His power granted us. In other words, we don't have to beg and plead for it. It's there. The provision is there. It's in place. And in Christ, you have access to all the treasures of heaven. That's really cool. Everything that pertains to life and godliness. See, that covers everything we need for this life and everything we need to be right with God was provided. That's pretty cool, isn't it? God helps us to live a simpler life, isn't it? We complicate things. Jesus didn't. It says, through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. Praise God, He provided everything we need. And also, let's see, I want to hit something else really quick. You know, He provided everything through His life, His death, His resurrection provided everything we'll ever need. And what's neat is when you trust Christ, when you come to the cross and trust Jesus, guess what? All that stuff becomes ours because we're part of the family, aren't we? It's a family deal. It's a family thing. God help us to just rest in that. Oh my goodness. You know, whenever, whenever we have something that's not working out, um, how often do we just try to sort it out, work it out on our own, and then when that doesn't work, we go to Jesus? That's what we do. I do it. I, you know, you know our, our, the strength of our flesh responds to the need first normally. And then whenever that doesn't work, I, the Holy Spirit's just sitting back saying, well, I was waiting on you to get tired. I was waiting on you to give up. Now can we partner and do this thing right? And He helps us with it. Because He, Holy Spirit lives in us and He helps us. He's our helper, our friend, and our partner. And so that's really, everything we need comes through relationship with Jesus and Holy Spirit gives it to us. Now, David talks about this in Psalm 103. It says, let all that I am praise the Lord and may I never forget the good things He does for me. See, and here we got, you'll see this, there's the body and the blood right here. He forgives all my sins. That's the blood. The blood is the way to be forgiven completely and thoroughly. When, basically, when we come into the, to, the, to the kingdom through the cross, when we trust Jesus, at that moment, at that very moment, He forgives every sin we've ever committed before the cross. Everything from the first time we sinned to the time we said, Lord, save me. Everything is wiped clean. Completely. But then even after the cross, when we make mistakes and blow it, guess what? His blood still forgives us. It says He'll forgive us if we ask. Isn't that neat? So the blood covers all the sins before the cross and then after the cross when we ask with a sincere heart. But see, also you see down here, I've got and underlined, and heals all my diseases. All right? That's the body. The body. The blood gets us into the family and the body is the provision we need to live through this life with this body. See, he lived a successful life in his body, didn't he? And he did that in a human body so that we could do it in a human body. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Oh, God's so good. But Jesus, Jesus is faithful. He provided for every need we'd have, our spiritual needs, our physical needs, our emotional needs. Right? But I like David. David says, don't forget. Don't forget. And that's actually what Paul's saying. Remember, remember. And then he's saying, hey, bring separation. Remember here too. Remember what was provided. You know, the church, the church we pastor at, we, we planted it from nothing. We just moved there and prayed for six months. And then God said, plant a church. We said, okay. And then we met one person in the community and started the church in, in a thrift shop. And uh, that, was a, that was a wonderful time. It was a lot of work, man. Every time we showed up, we had to move all the clothes out of the way and move all the racks. And, and it was, yeah, it was kind of funny looking, man. I'd show up with stuffed tables on the truck and everything was just this big, giant mess on my little mini pickup truck. But uh, you know, I'm glad we lived through that season. It was great, but I'm glad to be in another spot. But the thing is, is we had so many people come in from different backgrounds. 
And so we spend a lot of time actually just teaching the Word. And, and now the group we're at, we have communion regularly. But every time we do it, man, people are like, yeah! And when we take the bread and the, and the, and the juice, people are like, Jesus, help! I mean, they just they want, they want to receive. They're looking for the provision. And we see kind of have built a culture around the truth of God's provision, of Jesus' provision. And it, it took, uh, I guess, about three years before everybody kind of get it. We got into a culture, and it's been amazing. But, you know, his body provides for specific things, and his blood provides for specific things. Um, now, we're going to look at a, one of the clearest examples of the benefits of Jesus' body and blood. And it's actually found in the book of Exodus in the, in the Old Testament. And, man, I, don't you love the Bible? Don't you love the whole Bible? Man, the old and the new. All of it. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And the longer you study the Scripture, man, you'll just see there, it's, it's seamless. I mean, God was showing clear pictures of, of most of the New Testament truths acted out, lived out, and portrayed in the Old Testament. It's just beautiful. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to jump into the book of Exodus here in just a second. But I kind of want to set the stage for this. All right. So we're going to look at some Scriptures, but right now, we're going to go to the next one here. So when the people of Israel were about to leave Egypt, and come out of slavery. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, tell the whole community of Israel that each man is to take a one-year-old male lamb that is without any defects. One lamb for each household. And then four days later at evening, kill the lamb. I mean, we've, you know, we've read this. You know, it's a great, a great part of the Scripture. But I think it's neat because the Lord actually said a one-year-old male lamb. And one represents new beginnings. A fresh start. Isn't that neat? And so, and a male lamb, not a female lamb, because sin nature came through Adam. And the Bible says it came through the man Adam. It didn't come through the woman. And man, we could go a long way with this. But that's actually why the Messiah had to be born from a woman. Because we had to have new DNA. We had to have unpolluted DNA. And so it couldn't be Adam's DNA. So the Holy Spirit came, brought heavenly, brand new DNA from our Father into through the woman. And he broke the line. He broke the lineage that came from Adam. That's why the Messiah had to come through a woman and not from a, an earthly man. All right? So, but anyway, this, this lamb, not a female lamb, and so this spotless lamb represented a new bloodline and a new lineage. Isn't that cool? It's just wonderful how God... And, and this is, I mean, this is all leading right up to the Messiah Himself. A beautiful picture of Jesus. It's wonderful. And so, with this, this lamb had to be without any defects. And once again, that represents that pure blood and that pure DNA, that new DNA. And so in Exodus 12, 7, it says there, then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. And this is, a pretty, this is just a beautiful communion picture here. It says the blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. See, the people of Israel are safe in their houses protected by the Lamb's blood. Isn't that neat? They're, they're protected. The blood's there and judgment passes over. Man, when you trust Christ, <laughs> you receive the blood and judgment passes over you at that point. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that in Jesus we will not be judged and thrown out of, out of God's presence? Praise God. But guess what? Just like the people of Israel were in their house protected by the blood, who are the houses of the Lord now? I'm not talking about this. This is just a facility. 
Who are the houses of the Lord now? Who are, that's right, I see somebody doing this. That's right. Just touch yourself. You're the house of the Lord now. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit now. And so, when you, whenever you realize that, and the fact that His blood covers us just like it covered that house, it covered and protected the people of Israel. It's a big deal. So, I want to kind of touch on something. You know, every time Father looks at you and me, every time, you know what He sees? What He sees. I'm going to show you what He sees every time He looks at us, okay? Just bear with me. I have an object lesson. Hang in here. It's not getting weird, I promise. Okay. A little bit of static electricity. But that's okay. I want to show you something. Every time Father looks at us, nothing else coming off. It's okay. I'm just down to here. But no, every time He looks at us, every time our Father looks at us, what He sees, He sees the blood. He sees the blood. He can't look at you and me without seeing the blood. You see that? Every time He looks at us, He looks and He says, oh, hallelujah, judgment's passed over my children. That child's protected. That child's blessed. That child's protected. Now, when you're looking at me right now, is there any way you cannot see the red on me? Yeah, you close your eyes, but you won't see me either. <laughs> but see, that's, that's who we are in Christ. Every time Father looks at us, He sees through the blood. He sees through the provision. He sees through His Son. He says, oh, I love Him because of Jesus. I love Him so much because of Jesus. My gosh. Yeah, and I think you get the picture. i got a lot of paint left, but I'll stop here. You're the house of God. You're covered by the blood. Judgment has passed over you. If you've trusted Christ as Savior, judgment has passed over you. If you're here today and you've never trusted Jesus as Savior, please, it's, it's a lot easier than you think. And it's a lot better than you think. So at the end of service, connect with Matt or connect with one of the leaders here. And hey, I know, I promise they would love to visit with you. <laughs> They'd love to help you get to know our wonderful Savior. And so, every time Father looks at us, this is what He sees us with the blood covered on us. The blood covering. Praise God. So glad that Jesus provided what He did, aren't you? Oh, thank you, God. And so now back, we're going to look at the Israelites a little bit more because there's more to this story that I want us to see. In those blood-covered houses, guess what? They were eating the lamb's body, weren't they? You see, here's our community experience. They were covered with the blood. They were, they were judgment passed over because of the blood. But while they're being protected by the blood, just like us, they were eating the lamb's body. They were getting the provision they needed for their journey. Oh, praise God. And so, at midnight, and I know you know the story, but keep rolling with me. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on the throne to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon and the firstborn of all the livestock. And in Exodus 12, 31, during the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Up, leave my people, you and all the Israelites. Go, worship the Lord God as you said, as you requested. Take your flocks and herds as you said, and go. And I, I love this little tail end. Pharaoh says, Oh, and by the way, bless me. <laughs> I think he was a little concerned because his son had just died. He's like, well, hey, you guys got a direct line to God, so please bless me because I don't want to die on your way out too. Bless me. And so, I want us to look at this. This is significant. 
Psalm 105, 37. At last, God freed all the Hebrews from their slavery and sent them away. Look at it. He didn't send them away, he didn't send them away broke, busted, with not enough, did he? No, he sent them away, I love it, laden. Laden. In other words, they couldn't hardly carry it. There was so much treasure, so much provision, laden with treasure. If you're, if you're in Christ today, guess what? You're laden. You're laden. You got too much, you got you can't hardly carry it. Do you believe that? You're laden. You're, you're like, literally, you've got saddlebags on you full of everything you'll ever need right now. You know, you don't have to fix this thing or break that habit or do this. I feel like there's some people in here, you think, well, you know, you know once I deal with this issue, then, then maybe I can enjoy that. And I, there's a few people here that are thinking, you know, i got some problems right now, and I'm just not really enjoying all that provision. Well, guess what? Um, the provision's here. The provision's available now. Deal with your stuff, but don't, don't look to, well, when I get there, then it's going to work. Don't live in that fantasy thing. Don't do it. You got the provision now. If you trusted Christ, you got it. Deal with your stuff. But don't walk in a state of lack until you get to some mystical point in the future. Decide now, I'm going to receive, I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to be blessed. Yes, I'm going to deal with this thing, but I'm not going to walk in lack until some date whenever. Oh Lord, thank you. But they were laden with silver and gold. But look at this. And here, here's, here's what the body provided, okay? Here's what the, the lamb's body provided. And not even one was feeble on their way out. You see that? The blood protected them from judgment. The body gave them the strength they needed to launch out into their wilderness journey. And that's, just, that's the Scripture. They left the house of bondage laden with treasures. We, through our faith in Jesus, leave our house of bondage laden with treasures, don't we? We leave our Egypt behind. Oh, praise God for that. And you know, they went out that very night that the plague swept through. But there was not one feeble person, not one sick, none among their tribes. Every one of the Israelites went out in good health. Now, once again, I want to say this because, you know, the Bible does not promise we will not get sick. That's just not biblical. The Bible does not promise that we won't get to these. And unfortunately, believers, we won't, we won't all die perfectly healthy. <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> That's what we all want. But the truth is, is He's the Lord God. He numbers our days. Jesus said, you're, you're in My hand. If that isn't comforting enough, you're in Father's hands. He'll fulfill the number of your days. So no matter where you're at in life, I mean, if you've got something you're dealing with, I've dealt with sickness and illness and things over the years. I mean, God's healed me multiple times. And I praise God for it. You know, But the thing is, I've seen other people healed. I've seen other people that actually went home to be with the Lord and they weren't healed for whatever reason. It happens. But the fact is, is simply put, is it God's will to heal or not? That's just what we need to settle. According to the Bible, according to your Bible, not just mine, okay? according to your Bible, is it God's will to heal? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. See, where we get hung up is we start taking responsibility for the outcome of things. And that's where we blow it. Because, and I think you mentioned this yesterday, Paul said, I planted a polished water, but God gives the increase. All right? See, our responsibility is to live, move, and act according to God's will, but He's the Lord of the harvest. He's the one who determines the outcome. 
It's not up to us to make sure people get healed because I promise you, on your best day, you couldn't heal a toothache. <laughs> I couldn't help anybody on my best day. You know, that, that, whatever, man. You know, we can't even make one hair change color without getting a chemical. <laughs> but see, remember that. But don't take the weight of the outcome on you personally. If you're praying for somebody, hey, pray according to God's will. God, heal their body in Jesus' name. But the thing is, hey, guess what? If they're not healed, thank you, God, that you're working it out, that you're sorting it out. You know, they're walking out their own salvation. I mean, we could go a whole other avenue right here. And can I throw one other? Th- I'm going to throw one other thing in here, okay? If someone is in a really tough place physically, they've got a sickness, disease, maybe they're older in life, whatever, and things are really not looking good, um, don't let your faith keep them out of their provision. You chew on that. I've seen, like I partnered with, our worship leader passed away um, probably two years ago. And I went to his house, and Lord had really been working with me on this because, you know, I'm a man of faith. I love Jesus, and I know it's his will to heal. But I went to the house, and I felt the Holy Spirit said, ask him what he thinks. And I went to the house, and I said, Rex, I said, you think you're going home to be with Jesus, or are you going to hang around with us a little longer? And he said, I think I'm going home. I said, hallelujah, I'll partner with you right there. You see that? Find out what the Lord God is doing in their life. And if they're, if they're in a tough spot and they feel like it's their time to go home, you know, hey, don't try to, you know, no, you're not. I've seen people do that with family. They pray and pray and pray and keep praying and keep believing and keep trusting. But if somebody's convinced they're going home, partner with them and pray with them and, and bless them and encourage them. I know this is kind of hard to hear sometimes, but, but you know, I've gotten where now whenever somebody's in a really tough spot, I pray a lot and see what I feel like the Lord shares with me, but then I partner with them and say, hey, what's God telling you? <laughs> How can I partner with you? How can I help you? How can I help you move on with Jesus? See, there, there's wisdom in that. There's wisdom in that. So, But it is God's will to heal, church. It's his, it is His will to heal. And so... But also, you know, I've heard people say, oh, they'll be healed when they get to heaven. You don't need healing in heaven, church. <laughs> you know, we just don't because, if, yeah, I've got on the bottom here, a glorified body's not a healed body. You know, we don't show up and get a tune-up or a, a remake. We get a brand new body. A glorified body's a brand new body. It's not a body that, you know, God put a few band-aids on and we keep rolling for eternity. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a brand new body. Praise God. You know, we get to heaven, we will not need physical healing in heaven, church. We won't need it. We just won't. We need it here. We need it now. You know, we're not going to be stressed out in heaven and need emotional healing, are we? No, we need it here. We need it now. You know, this is where we need it. And really, that's why the Bible tells us in Exodus 23, 23, verse 25 through 26, the second part, Okay, and there's a lot of other scriptures that talk about healing and God taking away our sicknesses. But look at this, let's read this. It says, you shall serve the Lord your God. Look at this, and I will take sickness away from you. That means you had it. That means it was in your body. He took it away from you. All right? It says, and I will fulfill the number of your days. I've touched that a few times. That's comforting, isn't it? <laughs> you just keep following Jesus and do your best, and you're not going to leave this, this earth a second too soon. That's comforting. That's really good news. Praise God. And so with that in mind, let's, get, let's go just a little bit further here. And there are so many Bible promises. I actually, 
I went through the scripture years ago. I got really sick. I'm a veteran and I served and I, I had Gulf War syndrome and I was really sick for two and a half years. Thought I was going to die with it. But anyway, whenever I got really sick, um, I just was praying for God to heal me, but I didn't really understand a lot about you know, the, the body and the blood and the provision. And so I just went through the scripture and every verse connected with healing, I, I wrote every one of them down and made my own list. And every day I would just read them and read them and read them. And then God gave me a revelation that I'm not, I won't go into right now, but that revelation gave me something something literally to fight with. And so I just kept praying, praying. It took two and a half years, but God completely healed my body. And praise God, I thought I was on, I really thought I was going to see Jesus. But He healed me. But the Bible talks in many, many, many places about the Lord taking care of us, watching out for us, healing our bodies, taking our sicknesses, carrying our pain. By His stripes, we're healed. There's so much to it. And so... You know, Jesus provided what we need. I know I'm focusing on a lot on healing, all, but this, this is about communion. All right? This is a communion deal. All right? So, let's talk just a little bit here. We're going to, I tell you what, let's do this. Before we move on, I think it'd be good if we, because uh, the way Matt, Matt and you guys, the way you do it, you, you do the communion, people go up and get the bread and dip it, correct? Okay. Is there a way you do that, or you just say, everybody go for it? <laughs> okay. Well, since I'm in this house, uh, please go for it. Here's the here's the bread and the juice, and there's some bread and juice back there. So if you'd go get your bread and juice and come back to your seats, please, and then we'll wrap up the message today. You know, it's a, it is a serious thing to come to the Lord's table, church. It's a privilege and honor, but it's also serious. For me, communion is a reset moment. You know, when you come to the table, it's real. You know, as soon as you take the juice or the wine and the bread into your body, what you're doing is you're saying, Jesus, thank you for what you did. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're humbled and honored to be able to do that. And also we're saying, thank you, Jesus, for, for, for providing what I need. And so today, I'm going to read just a little bit more in, in some scriptures, but I as we move forward, if you've got a need today, if you've got a need, Jesus knows. He knows. And guess what? He provided for that need. He provided what you need. It's here. It's here now. Alright? So let's, let's talk just a little more and we'll jump into this. So, in Hebrews, let's see where I'm at on my scripture. Yeah, I'm a, it's up here. Good. I've used, I use a clicker a lot and I'm kind of like... I'm, I'm trusting you, man. You're doing, you're doing good, too. I'm impressed. You need to keep that job. <laughs> All right. But in Hebrews 9.22, says, in fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. You see that? The blood is the only way. That's the only way to be forgiven. And in Leviticus 17.11, it says, for the life of the body is in its blood. I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you, making you right with the Lord. It is the blood given in exchange for a life that makes purification possible. You see that? Blood for blood equals life for life. At the cross, you got a blood transfusion. You got new DNA. You got new blood in your veins. I don't care what the doctor says down at the hospital says. They're missing it. You got holy, sanctified DNA in you now. It's flowing through your veins. It's different. You're different. We're different. We couldn't be a totally new creation with the same old nasty blood, could we? <laughs> we, got it. we were set free in Jesus. And so, blood for blood and life for life. 
And then it says in 1 John 1, 7-9, this is what I was talking about after the cross. If we blow it, we make a mistake, we sin. And, you know, and the Holy Spirit will let you know. Okay, The Holy Spirit will let you know. He'll let you know. It says, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. So let's just take a second here, okay? We want to take a second, just like maybe a minute, and just close your eyes and give Jesus praise. Thank Him for His provision. But if there's something in your life right now, I'm going to pray a prayer. And if anything, if anything stands out or something comes to mind or you already know something's going on, please make it right with Jesus today before you, before you share communion. So I'm going to pray, Lord, show us. Jesus, show us. We want to be more like You. Please show us. Holy Spirit, thank You. Thank You. Thank You for leading this group into truth. Thank You. Thank You, Holy Spirit. Your faithfulness. If there's something we need to make right with Jesus today, if there's something we need to confess, Lord, if we need to be forgiven for something, Lord, we, we, we ask that You'd reveal that to us, and, and Lord, we commit to make it right. Thank You, Lord. So we're just going to take a minute. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. If nothing comes to mind, just give Him praise. <laughs> give Him praise. If something comes to mind, please do business with Jesus. You don't want to leave here the same way you came in. I don't want to leave the way I came in. I want to be more like Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if you're here and you have something in your body, okay, you've got a physical need, you've got, I don't know, you've you got a sickness, you've got a disease, you've got something that's really, you, you know it's there, it's bothering you. It could be a diagnosed thing, an undiagnosed thing. Something's going on. Something's hurting. I mean, you know. <laughs> you know. If that's you today, and you've got something, when you take this, when you eat this bread, I want you to, to see the thing before you take it. See the thing in your mind. Say, okay, this is where my need's at physically. This is where my need's at emotionally. This is where it's at. And see it and visualize it. Okay? And in a minute when we partake together, you, you just sit there and visualize and see that provision. Say, thank you, Jesus, as you're chewing up swallowing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for providing for that need, for taking care of that need, for healing that thing. And by faith, just receive it into that spot right there where you need it. And just see what Jesus does. <laughs> just see what Jesus does. He's a God of more, church. More, more, more. Thank you, Lord. So let's hold up our our cracker together and our with our juice on it. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your blood, your restoring, forgiving blood. Thank you for that, Lord. And thank you for, Lord, your body being broken and abused. Lord, so that our body could be, Lord, live successfully through this wilderness. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So let's take together. When you take, once again, give Him praise. Receive the provision. Let's take together. Mm. Mm. 
If you had a need today physically, receive the healing. Receive what you need right there. If you had some emotional difficulties, receive peace right there. Receive His peace right there in that place. Thank You, Lord. Mm. If you don't know Jesus now, I know I hit this early, but I really feel like there's somebody here that, that the Holy Spirit's stirring in you. You know, I don't know the group here. I only know a few of you, but I just feel like the Holy Spirit's pointing out a couple of times that there's somebody here who the Lord's, the Father God has been drawing you to the cross. He's been drawing you to Jesus. There's a reason. He loves you. He loves you so much. He wants you to be in the family. He wants you to be in heaven with Him. He wants you to have an eternity that's wonderful. Please connect with somebody before you leave. Please. Please take care of that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus is our provider. So we're going to have a little more worship now, but thank you for sharing communion today together with us and us with you. Thank you for receiving what He provided. Our God's alive, church. Jesus is on the throne. He still takes care of us. He still meets our needs. He still forgives sin. He's real. Don't you ever stop talking about the cross and the blood. I don't care what it is. Don't you ever stop talking about Jesus and the cross and the blood. Don't do it. There's no, there's no other way to get into heaven and get salvation but through the blood and through the cross. Thank you.